Welcome to the Talented Learning Show podcast series, episode 47, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today, I interviewed Dr. Carl Kopp, founder of the L&D Mentor Academy, about the trials and tribulations of starting your own online learning business. You can find more of our fiercely independent content at talentedlearning.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the Talented Learning Show podcast series. On this show, I am fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in learning solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. Today is no different, except our guest is not only a vendor expert, a practitioner expert, he's also a long-term professor and educator at Bloomsburg University, as well as an entrepreneur uh, launching multiple uh, businesses in, in learning technology uh, over the, the last few decades. Our guest today, Dr. Carl Kopp, is an award-winning professor of instructional technology at Bloomsburg University, where he teaches instructional game design, gamification classes, and online learning uh, design. He's also the co-founder of an organization or a company called Enterprise Game Stack that creates a digital guard, card game tool for instructional designers to use in their own instructional uh, lessons. He's also the creator of a popular web video series called The Unauthorized Unofficial History of Learning Game. Uh, he has authored or co-authored at least eight books. Uh, the Gamification of Learning Instructor has been uh, has been one of the favorites, and he's also been a TEDx speaker as well as a Tier 1 A-list speaker for all HR and training technology and learning technology shows around the, around the globe. Uh, most recently, Carl launched his own online learning business called the L&D Mentor Academy, and we're going to learn all about it, what it is, how he came up with it, who it's targeted for, what his business plan included, what's the technology behind it. What kind of content did you develop? Was it gamified? Was it micro? Uh, we're going to learn about the content development process, how you decide to package it, price it, market it, attract learners. That's a lot for a half hour, but we're going to tackle it. Welcome back, Carl. It's great to Thanks, have you back John. on the show. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm always so honored to have you on. Uh, every time we have you on the show, our, our ratings just go right <laughs> off the charts as you're uh, the closest thing to a rock star our industry has. So <laughs> My mom has a lot of friends, so they... <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, excellent. So you and I are in the same boat. Uh, well, first off, we, we both live in the same metropolis here at Bloomsburg, uh, Pennsylvania. But other than that, we have in common that we're uh, both launching our own online learning businesses uh, at the same time. So uh, in parallel, we're going through a lot of the same challenges and struggles and pitfalls and learning the best way to do things. And uh, so this conversation is timely for me and timely uh, for the audience uh, because this is one of the hottest sectors in the market is subject matter experts or professionals in general that are digitizing their knowledge and, and making an online business or trying to make an online business. There's a lot of people that want to hear uh, how you did it and uh, to follow your best practices and hopefully uh, avoid some, uh, some unnecessary problems. But let's start at the top. Tell us about the L&D Mentor Academy. What is it? What did you create? Why did you found it? Let's start there. Yeah, so the L&D Mentor Academy is um, was born a little bit out of frustration, right? So I, I go to these conferences and I do, we do like drive-by, get to know people. So I was like, hey, how are you doing? You might even have lunch with them. Then you go back to work and you never see them again and you had a really great conversation. Or um, the conference lasts three days, but the it, information you'd like to explore it a, a lot longer. Um, so, so I thought, well, what's one way that we can maybe expand this to be in a, an entire year rather than just a one-time experience? And then 
the other thing that, that started happening is, you know, I do a lot of, you mentioned a rock star or whatever, but I was saying the other day, I can't imagine being like, like an Ashton Kutcher or a Rihanna because like the amount of email I get and the amount of requests I get and the amount, hey, can you take 10 minutes to look at my game? You know, if I did that all day, all I'd be doing is looking at people's games. And of course they don't want to, you know, just do it out of the goodness of your heart, which I would love to, but you know, so uh, I said, well, how can I scale that a little bit? How can I scale my mentoring? And then finally people were asking me about, you know, hey, I wish, wish you know, uh, do you have a course on this or do you have a course on that? I'm like, you know, uh, I don't, you know, you can come to Bloomsburg, but uh, so what I really thought about was, well, how do I bring all that together into one place? And the thing that kept resonating with me and it was ground up and a couple of people asked was, was make it a community. Don't make it just courses. So um, certainly we have developed courses, but we're doing a monthly meeting uh, of our members. We're doing a um, career challenge. So it's really, so the idea behind the Mentor Academy is it's, it's looking at three things in your life. One is looking at the learning science. What's going on in learning science? The second is what's going on in the industry that you should be aware of. And the third is your personal platform or personal growth. So how do you, for example, prepare to present at a conference? How do you do a book proposal? How do you think about uh, innovation? How do you plan your own career? So those were the kind of the items that I wanted to talk about. And then the other thing that people were saying was, was that, hey, Carl, if I'm a newbie, in instructional design and technology, I've got tons of resources. There's lots of people online with IDO Academy and all these other places. And if I'm an executive, I've got lots of leadership too, which is fantastic. But if I'm a mid-career seasoned L&D person, what do I do? Like, how do I get to the next level? How do I become a director? How do I become an SVP? So that turned out to be a really big niche that was needed in terms of learning and development, counseling and mentoring and that kind of stuff. So the um, process that I put together fills that gap that I saw and helps me scale and then helps the community build and grow from an organic perspective. Wow, cool. And, yeah, it's been fun. And, and the, the interesting thing is lots of different types of people are, so I never thought an academic would be in you know, interested. I've got several academics. Um, I've got people from large, you know, Fortune 100 companies. I got people from small companies, people who are their own individual um, uh, consultants. I have somebody from uh, nonprofits. I have, so uh, that surprised me a little bit where the, the, um, the diversity of people interested in being part of this community. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that, that's been really gratifying and, and really exciting as well. Some are alumni of Bloomsburg, but some are uh, people that I've met at conferences and some are people that just online saw it and thought it was a great idea. So uh, mm -hmm. really different ways of, of reaching different people. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, that all makes sense. You, you found that you couldn't scale. I get a lot of that inbound stuff my, myself. And so I, I know how, uh, how you feel right there. You wanna help everybody, but you still have a uh, your day job, so you decide right. to take it. You decide to take it online. You have about ten day jobs. 
decide to take it online and move it. So how did you go from, this is probably a good idea, there's a market need here, to a, a, a company, uh, to, yeah. to actual plan? Like what, what step did you take first? I think, I guess the basis of my question is there are a lot of subject matter experts out in the world that have this great amount of knowledge and they think there's a market for it, but getting from that step to the next step is the most giant one in the world. Um, oh, so how did you do it? How did you think about it? So, so it was not a straight line. It definitely was some missteps. Um, so I first had just had the, my first idea was to all oh, just put the courses online. So I put the courses out there, offered them at a price and like nobody cared. I'm like, all right, well, that's not the way to do it. And I'm fortunate in that I've worked with, I've done a number of uh, uh, lynda.com LinkedIn learning courses. Mm. So I kind of knew the way to video record a course and I set up a studio in my basement bought the lights, bought the camera and did the courses. And then my wife's like, um, did you do something where you don't have any market need or you don't have any customers? I'm like, no, no, no. I'll get the customers. I'll just wait, covered. just wait. They're covered. So I did, I did a couple uh, videos for some companies that help pay for the equipment. And then I'm like, okay, I have these courses. I have these videos. What do I do now? So then the next step was I needed some kind of learning management system. And I didn't want to get like um, uh, a well-known like that's used in companies because they charge by the learner typically or often or so the mm -hmm. price point was a little too high for me. So I did some exploring of these places um, like Teachable, like Thinkific. Uh, I landed on Learn Worlds. And so I said, OK, I moved my content into Learn Worlds. And then once my content was in Learn Worlds, I did a little bit of a social media campaign. Um, did some videos about the Learning Academy, did some posts on LinkedIn about the Learning Academy, and slowly but surely, people started signing up for the Learning Academy, and as they find out about it, or as I give a presentation and talk about it, people come on board and um, sign up, and I use Stripe, so what happens is, uh, in order to become a member of the Learning and Development Academy, you have to complete an application. Uh, that's for two, that's for several reasons. One is, um, I wanted only seasoned people. So if you've only been out a year or two years, it's not quite for you and it might be confusing. So I wanted to kind of provide a filter. So I'm making sure I'm offering the right thing to the right person. The second with um, uh, an application is it makes sure that um, if someone, because it's a community. So if somebody misbehaves in the community, you've signed this application and you're gonna uphold certain um, standards of the community. And so we reserve the right to have you not in the community. So for example, if a vendor comes in and tries to sell, I want this to be vendor neutral. So uh, it's a vendor vendor neutral. Your the vendors are absolutely welcome, but I don't want you to, to use that as a front for selling product. Or mm. um, I don't want someone who, you know, this is an open conversation. Uh, if you decide that, that you're gonna be little people or something, you're, you're out as well. So the application process, uh, helps people who are really serious and who really are focused on what they want to get out of the program. Um, so I set up the, the Learn World site. You go to that site, you say that you want an application. I send you a Word application. You fill that out. It looks good. Then I send you an invoice through Stripe. And then um, uh, once you pay that, you're, uh, you get the link. You can come on board. You can get access to the courses right away. And then once a month, we do the, the monthly sessions. There's chats in between. 
there's something that we call a career challenge where every 90 days we challenge you to do something in your career because that's one of the parts of learning about the field and what you're doing in the field. Um, so we have that as well. So, so the, the, the business started really slowly. It took me about a year and a half really to get the right pricing, to get the right application process, to finally get into in front of the right people and to um, get everything kind of worked out and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Would you say that your plan was more kind of rapid prototyping uh, in the sense that you were designing it and, and figuring it out at the same time? Or did you, did you have a plan, you tried to operationalize it and then you uh, had to change course or does yeah. that matter? So I, I, uh, having a plan would have been a really good idea. Um, but, uh, so I said, so I have these courses that I, that I, that I feel are valuable because people have said, Hey, I kind of want this information. So then I said, yeah, what do I need to put these courses online? And mm. so I didn't really write anything down in terms of a plan or an approach. And then when I had them online, I said, Hey, I advertised a couple of places. They were like double what they are now. And people are like, yeah, no, that's mm. too much money. So I'm like, okay, let me do a readjustment readjust it, readjust my message, readjust who I'm going after, because I, I thought new people, but that wasn't the right audience for me. And then when I, I did that, then that worked. So it was adjustment Ooh. on the fly and mm -hmm. um, kind of feeling the right audience. And the, the neat thing is that I have the audience I, I, and it's a member driven community. So I tell them I'm here to facilitate it, but you've got to tell me what you want. So um, I have a plan, like here's 12 months of what we're going to do. And here's the courses that I'm going to create. What am I missing? So someone today said, hey, Carl, um, you know, the consultant said, hey, I do a lot of ed tech stuff. Love to talk to an ed tech startup guy. You know, so I'm like, OK, cool. And somebody else said, hey, I'm a little bit more on the academic side. I'd like a list of journals where it would make sense to publish. So those kind of things are coming from the community. And I start to, to add those as I can. Wow, interesting, interesting. All right, so you evaluated some of these learning management systems. Uh, understand you didn't want to use the traditional ones or the corporate ones uh, to, to go after the ones that are more meant for subject matter expertise. What was the most important things that you that allowed you to choose Learn World? What like what what rose so, them from the, the yeah, other ones? Had a, yeah, I had a couple things that I that I like. So it, Learn World was very video heavy. Um, so there's a lot of tools for video and video was the way I wanted to go. I didn't want to do like a traditional storyline or rise course or Adobe Captivate because the thing I liked about video that, that uh, LinkedIn learning does is it feels very intimate. It feels like you're sitting across the table talking to someone as opposed to clicking through a course. And right. so I felt that if I'm going to mentor people uh, at scale, I want it to be like I'm sitting across from them having a conversation rather than them clicking through a course. Mm -hmm. So I wanted video as the approach. Um, mm -hmm. The second thing that I liked was um, they have a lot of tools that are integrated, like Stripe's integrated, Zoom's integrated. They have uh, mail tools so I can send messages out to everybody, which I like that. I don't like their, um, they only let me do like multiple choice questions. The, the interactive tools for if I did want to do more coursey, I can't do what I wanted to do really with Learn Worlds, or at least that I know of. Mm -hmm. um, and they also had, um, you know, build your own landing page or launch page. Uh, 
But to me, that was important as well because I didn't want to have a separate web over here, a separate launch over here. I wanted it all integrated in one tool. They have a community as well. So if I wanted to use that instead of Slack, I can use that also. So those were some of the reasons why I did it. At the time, the pricing was really reasonable. I think they were having a sale. So I grabbed it for less than $1,000 for a year. I'm like, you can't, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. So um, that all worked out as well. Now, of course, the longer you're a member, the more yeah they want to charge you. But um, uh, that's okay. Once you get members, you can, you can afford the infrastructure. So that kind of um, were all factored into that decision. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. So uh, uh, you created the content or you wanted to do the content in a video base because of the personal nature of it. You built your whole, uh, you built your whole studio uh, in your basement to, to make that happen. What's the current state of the content? Like, what what is that? What does it look like? Is it little short videos? Do you have them into paths? Yeah. Uh, like, how's, how does that how's that look? So, uh, my goal is to create four I call them online workshops per year. So, um, they I I do a content outline, and I, then I do a series of videos, like anywhere from two to five minute videos on the subject. And then when I put them into uh, Learn Worlds, um, I I do a format where here's the introduction and I have some text and then a video. And I say, what's your personal learning objective? What are you trying to get out of this course? Then I have like kind of a fill in the blank question. Then I say, what topic are you gonna use to apply this course? Because what I tell the the, um, members of the academy is, Pick a subject that you're working on right now and keep that in mind as you go through this course. So it's not abstract, so it's real. And then I have the first topic and then I do an introduction and then I have a video and then I uh, do you know, maybe four videos per that section and then I would have a knowledge check and then videos, knowledge check, videos, knowledge check and then at the end there's a certificate that prints out. Uh, along with all of that, I also create a workbook for the learner to follow along. So as the as the videos are going and I say to you, hey, you should take out and, and draw, um, draw a Venn diagram. And here's what I want you to put in the Venn diagram. And then people, you know, hopefully do that in the workbook. The reason is there's actually some research that shows handwriting in terms of taking notes is better than typing in terms of taking notes. So I want people to get a little bit of the visceral experience of actually writing on a piece of paper and putting that information there. So every course is accompanied by a workbook, it's accompanied by knowledge checks, which are basically quizzes, and that's how the content is put together. The content is is primarily me speaking to the camera. Um, I have a teleprompter, so that's how I do that. I write out all my scripts, so they're all scripted, and then I use that content to create the workbook and to create like kind of the transitions in the course. Mm-hmm. And one of those uh, workshops uh, from a duration, I, I know everybody hates to answer like how long it takes, but how long does it take an average person to go through? That? So the, the content in there is a little over an hour in terms of the content. Um, but uh, if you went through everything, it would take like two, two and a half, two hours if you were diligently writing everything in the workbook. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's such a good idea because um, a lot of people, not a lot, but some people said, you know, it's too long. I just kind of want the, I just kind of want the information. I want the course content. Um, I'm not going to do the workbook. Um, 
which I, you know, well, you're not going to get the most out of the course, uh, but it's, you, you know, you can decide that. So, but I don't know that, um, like you said, I don't think length is really as critical. And the other thing is when I switched from course focused to community focused, the courses became less critical. Mm -hmm. So people weren't saying, oh, I paid this and I'm only getting, you know, two hours of courses, I should get four hours of courses. What, what really is the concept is, I'm, I mean, you're getting 12, uh, uh, 12 hours of interaction of live session, but you're also getting time in between the session. You're also getting the courses and you're also getting the networking with other people. So all of that is valuable beyond just the time frame. And then what people are saying is it's the value I'm getting out of this community that's really driving me to be involved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so I, I view it as very synergistic rather than uh, one piece or two pieces. It's, it's really kind of the, the gestalt that really makes it um, what it is. Mm -hmm. So you release one of these, your plan is to release one uh, every quarter and then over time you'll have dozens and dozens of them and the idea is exactly. just to keep on building up different different topics like that excellent and i'm excellent. also doing things, things like um like if i have to do a keynote for somebody like recently i've done a lot of recorded keynotes so the keynote goes in there so it's not really a course but maybe it's a, a half an hour of content or 45 minutes of content that people might find interesting as well Mm -hmm. you just build up your whole library of of that content, content. and from a, and from a community standpoint, yeah, splitting hairs here. So I would I would surmise, without knowing a whole lot, that you know the mid career professionals that are individuals would be more apt to the networking and sharing. But if you sold to a, a corporation with individuals, or they wanted to have a bunch, would they want the sharing and the collaboration just to be amongst themselves or among their own company or? Uh, would, does the sharing go out beyond their own company there? How did you think about that? And am I splitting hairs here? Right, no, so there's a, there's a really interesting conundrum, which is when a corporation joins versus when an individual joins, there's slightly different expectations. So uh, a corporate obviously wants their people to, to grow and then contribute to the corporation, whereas an individual might be interested in their own uh, thing. And in fact, somebody in a corporation might be thinking of leaving. And so they want to network and be the community because they're getting the heck out of wherever they are. Sure. Um, so uh, the idea is that um, I encourage people to share as little or as much as they would like. So you can share proprietary, I mean, you're not allowed to share proprietary information, but you can share general information about what you're doing. And the other thing I say is, you know, if you're in a corporation and, um, you're thinking about maybe a different career track or you want to bounce an idea off of somebody that might be uncomfortable but in this community where uh, this person is not in your company you could reach out to them bounce some ideas off them and not feel threatened or not feel uh, that you shouldn't talk about that so having the mix of a few corporations and a number of independent individuals who are funding it themselves gives you a nice mix. So if you wanted, if you were comfortable staying with your own company and not mm -hmm. really getting out, you could do that because we have groups and subgroups in the chats. But if you wanted to say, hey, what's going on over here? You could do that. And I've got a lot of people in companies say, hey, 
in terms of my career or my company, they want me to publish an article or they want me to speak at a conference and I don't have any idea how to do that. So the mm-hmm. personal development ties back into the professional development. I tell people the more valuable you are outside of your organization, the more valuable you'll become inside your organization. So work on that as well. And that, that seems to resonate. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. So uh, you released your first courses and uh, I think like all entrepreneurs uh, thought people should pay me a whole lot of money for this. This is great stuff. Uh, this is, you, know, you can't find it anywhere else. And then nobody bought it. And so, you know, that, that's scary uh, for sure. You know, as you're first doing it, explain to me how you came around to first get those initial prices and then the thought process of recalibrating, as you said, what did that entail and where did it end up? Yeah, so that's a good question. So the, initially we thought, well, if you're going to go to a professional conference and you're going to pay for travel and everything, you're probably going to spend like over um, $35,000, right? Um, $3,000 maybe for travel or, you know, some conferences are $1,500 just to register. So we landed on like $3,500. And people were like, no, that's way too expensive. So we left it there to see. And then we had a, a corporate price, which was a little bit discount. Because the original thought was let's attract, you know, all we need is a few corporations and then we don't have to worry about like trying to, you know, scaling or whatever. So that was the initial price. And then we got to thinking about it and said, well, no one's traveling anymore because of COVID. So they're not really factoring that in there. And then if you're an independent person, that's a lot of money. So that's not going to work. So that's probably not the right approach. So then I said, well, what's like the cost of one kind of online class that you would want to take? Kind of that I looked at some like ATD does some things and the Guild does some things and CLO does some things and some other people. And I said, what's the price of a course? So the average price was about um, 17.5 or something like that, 17,000. Um, sorry, $1,750. So I said, well, let's just use that as the price. Let's see if that's a price that works for people. Um, It's a lot less and um, we can still offer what we need to offer within that price zone. Mm -hmm. And then people, uh, that was the right, that, that resonated with them. They're like, yeah, that makes sense because if I go to a conference, it's a lot more expensive. This is a year of, content and information and this is valuable connecting with these people and that that price makes sense i hate to you know honestly if i could if i was like a millionaire if i was like jeff bezos instead of going to the moon i would make this free for everybody but you know you got to pay for equipment you got to pay for time you got all that kind of stuff so kids need shoes right exactly so that was that was the um price point that worked on um covers costs has a little bit of cushion in there in case things go wrong. And also um, is one that people can uh, make happen. And so, so that's mm-hmm. kind of that process. We also brought down the, the corporate price as well, but then we added another tier. What we said was, okay, you can have this many people, I think it's 10, join at this you know, corporate discounted rate but if you want like a customized workshop or hours of consulting, then it's this rate. So you get all the elements of you know this plus this rate. So mm-hmm. we actually added a higher end and then we uh, lowered the, the lower end. 
And then sometimes we'll we'll give scholarships as well. So um, people are able to come um, either for a reduced price or free and then um, experience what it's like and um, decide if that makes sense to them or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how would, uh, how, how does somebody know about the scholarship? That's something that you're doing. Like, how, how would you market that? Yeah, right now, it's kind of word of mouth. Oh. Um, so if anybody listens to, to, to the show, they can ask me. Um, yeah, but, getting a bunch of inbound here for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so, so that, um, that uh, right now is not a way. We're thinking of, of positioning that as a, you know, from a business perspective, as a marketing tool eventually. So uh, you, you get a scholarship, one per company. So if there's several people in a company, one person will get the scholarship, see what it's like, hopefully really be uh, excited about it and then bring in other people as well who would, you know, then not have the scholarship. So that's mm -hmm. that's kind of the thinking behind that process. Kind of a little bit of premium word of mouth uh, right. for, for sure. Well, yeah, we well, don't want to. So the interesting thing is, there's a there's always a balance between since since it's you know launched, um, but it's not fully at scale. Um, I don't want the problem of hey, you have a thousand people and you don't have the systems or the processes or the uh, elements to 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 do that. So we're keeping it exclusive um, as we work out those systems. So the people that are truly the pioneers and are in there now. Are like yeah that's fine you know we'll work that out or here's what we should be doing Dr. Kopp or hey did you consider this so there so we're we have this we're in it together making this happen rather than kind of mm -hmm. me just saying here's some courses that you could take mm -hmm. interesting and uh, in terms of getting the word out uh, you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation a variety of ways uh, uh, that you were uh, trying to market the, the solution um, what's we've been working the best what are you going to double down on what are you so link, yeah, LinkedIn is the absolute best right now for uh, getting contacts. The conference is probably second best for me. Uh, I did some Facebook stuff. Uh, that didn't really go as well as I thought um, it would. Uh, so uh, I did some videos um, uh, that provided, so it's a content marketing strategy, provided some content about that and then I got on there. We're looking at testimonials. Um, and uh, a telefriend program. So, you know, we have a number of people in, in the academy already, over 60 people. And so, you know, if each of those told a friend, that would be 120 people. And then if those people told a friend. So we're trying to grow more organically through that process where it's probably a little bit of a slower growth, um, but it, it will allow the growth to be manageable. I, I don't want people to have a bad experience, so mm -hmm. I want to grow it at, a, at at the right rate of growth and not uh, at a huge rate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you ever offer, uh, probably not, I guess, but do you ever offer like uh, promotions or, or discounts, uh, like for attending this podcast or something like that? Or... <laughs> <laughs> we have not in the past, but I'm certainly willing to talk about that. Um, yeah. You know, we are we already you know literally cut the price in half, so mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of wiggle room. But yeah, if somebody sees this podcast, you know, five percent discounts probably not uh, with outside the realm of possibility. Uh, mm -hmm. Just you know, uh, John uh, Lay number one, and you would uh, get that. But um, the idea is really that um, uh, I, 
I want people to um, be really excited about being part of it, but also to understand that they are part of it. So if you are just going to come and watch courses and go away, you're probably not the right candidate for this community. There's lots of other great places. There's a yeah. million courses on LinkedIn Learning that are awesome or Indemnity or, you know, as you said, there's a million content providers. That's a good place for you. But if you want to be part of a community that's kind of shaping um, your career and the careers of others, as well as, uh, I hope, moving the L&D field forward, then this is the community that you want to be a member of. Yeah, great differentiation. Uh, so there you have it, listeners. John Lay one. Uh, Carl will go set that up afterwards uh, for uh, a little bit of a, a discount, but only if you're in that serious group. Carl, what, what is the website to direct people to? So, uh, yeah, that's a good question. So we're still working on that, and and uh, it's still um, as I'm working through this, I'm still getting a uh, custom URL. So mm. it's right now I'm, I'm, work, I'm in process, but it's pdmentor.learnworlds.com. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll still work even after you get a. Uh, uh, yeah, that will. Right. That, that'll drive there. So that's tdmentor.learnworlds.com. Uh, go check it out. You can uh, see a lot of it uh, from the front end anyway. And, yeah, and, and uh, John, actually for the discount or for anything, actually there's not an application on the site. So what you'll need to do is email me okay. and then uh, I'll send you an application. So my email is carlkopp at gmail.com okay. right now. And then um, put some info in the chat. Um, and then uh, that's the way to get ahead of me. Again, it's 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 still very manual, um, but that's a little bit purposeful. Sure. Right? So I want to be able to kind of correspond with people. So I've had several calls. So here's another thing. I've had several calls with people that said, hey, I'm interested, but I'm not quite sure about this. And I said, hey, no problem. Let's Let's hop on a chat. I'll explain it to you. If it's right for you, fantastic. If it's not right for you, that's fantastic too. We both learned something and we met a new person. So I did a number of those um, things. So ultimately, would that be scalable? No, but right now I feel like it's really important to have that kind of high touch with the members of the community. Sure. Well, you got to walk before you can run uh, right. in this and in all things. Uh, and uh, without a doubt, getting everything automated uh, is difficult. Uh, in fact, I make a career of helping organizations that are huge that uh, automation is still their problem uh, or lack of uh, yeah, in terms yeah, of learning yeah. technology. So it's it's always something that uh, that you're going to work on, and especially for now, though, it's going to be great because uh, you'll have that personal touch, and uh, so will the, the benefit, uh, the members will have that benefit uh, of your personal touch also. But we're out of time. I keep asking you questions because as I hear about how you did things and how you're succeeding, I'm like, oh, I should have done that. I should have done that, which is probably what. <laughs> Uh, a, a lot of the audience is thinking, uh, in the spirit of that, what should you have done uh, when you started this two years ago that you didn't do that? If you could wave a magic wand and go back, what's the one or two things that you would do differently to help yourself along faster, to get to this point where you're at right now, faster and more efficiently? Right. So one of the things that I think I would have done was a little bit of a survey of what was a price point that made sense for people. So I didn't have to waste time figuring out what the price was. So just ask people to pay. Then the, the other thing that um, I, I found um, is that uh, I should have, I, instead of starting with the courses, I should have started with the community. I think for me and for my audience, uh, that sense of building community was really 
as important, if not more important than specific content. Content wow. can always come and can always be curated, curated, but you know, with with COVID and with everything that's going on and the divisiveness all around us, somebody trying to build a community and trying to help people get along is actually a really positive thing. And yeah. so, so that really would have been a good lead. So I would I would recommend to somebody that wants to do this, think of the community that you want to bring together. And then think of what they need or, or ask them what they need. Don't, don't build things hoping they'll come, build the community, and then let them know what's available. Wow. Sage advice, Dr. Carl Kopp, Bloomsburg University, and Ellen, founder of the L&D Mentor Academy at tdmentor.learnworlds.com. Go check it out. Carl, thanks again for taking the time to come back to the Towns of Learning show and share some expertise and wisdom. It's great having you. And as always, I learned a ton. Thanks, John. Always love to be on your show. So thanks so much for having me. Take care. Uh, excellent. Thank you, uh, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Towns of Learning show. You can find more of our fiercely independent content at talentedlearning.com. We'll see you on the next one.